Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Morning DNA for May 23rd, 2022. Uh, I'm Aaron Dice, the man of a single green shirt. Why are you wearing she green? She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions, and we're here to find out. Why are you uh, wearing green? Day. That's what we're going to find out. We're <laughs> going to find out why of. you're wearing green. I just, I put on a green t shirt. Uh, Accidentally? This Accidentally. I got dressed in the dark. What can I say? You know? Uh, it but just, I thought all of your shirts were, I mean, black. Yeah, I recently wow. got a green one. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, guys. Uh, there's just changes, changes in my life. And, um, you know, it's it's a midlife crisis. My midlife crisis is I wear a green shirt instead of a black one. So, yeah. uh, so there we go. Well, things are strange all around. Chat immediately noticed that you were wearing something you're not supposed to be wearing. And Sorry. it don't connect notices that I Should I take I have, it off? Should I take the shirt added, off? Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> noticing that, yes, I've been... I've been embellishing my space. I continue to find things and be like, where am I going to put this? Uh, can I tell you something, Aaron? Uh-huh. Yeah, please. Please do. So you know how we're being spied upon by all of the ads and everything and everything oh, we yeah. search for becomes something that, that's suggested to you on your phone through totally. browsers or apps yep. or whatever. So I have a Google uh, Pixel. And so okay. I'm already mainlined into google at this point yeah. i mean it's been years of them seeing my search history and all my, my all my mm -hmm. emails are like the google email so they know me they know me well and now i have their phone so <clears throat> i don't know what this is but now i'm starting to get you probably think you'd be like oh you you said couch and now it's giving couches no 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 no, no. i'm starting to get a very tailored type of um update about trends for decorations that's called maximalist gee okay. i wonder why <laughs> i mean it's like the new trend is maximizing your space and mm -hmm. and displaying everything that you have in clever ways and minimalism is out and maximalism is in as long as you know how to display it to where it doesn't look like clutter and like you have some sort of a problem you know your collections have a place to be and i'm like I feel like I'm ahead of the curve this time. I feel like either Google it's is sending bug, me it's stuff. A feature. Yeah, they're either sending me the stuff because they're like, she needs to feel good about how mm -hmm. much stuff she has. So let's like let's send her these highly curated <laughs> blog posts that mm -hmm. really no one else is seeing. It's not really a trend. We're just gonna tell her it is right. so she feels better about herself. Or I am like super ahead of the trend here because one of the things I read this morning was how minimalism is out. Like after pandemic with everyone living in their homes, there's all these home trends that are quote unquote out now, which I never pay attention to anyway. It's all a bunch of crap. It's just to sell you stuff. But anyway, mm -hmm. like now it's like 
uh, open floor plans, not so popular because everyone needs a place to work. So you need to have closed off spaces. And also minimalism is out because your stuff has to go somewhere. <laughs> and so figure out how to make it look cool. Anyway, I was really intrigued by that. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what Google's doing, but they're doing something. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I have always been a minimalist, uh, whether it's in or out. Um, so we, in fact, we reorganized uh, some of our kitchen shelves this week and threw away like 30 mugs. It was just you, like, but you went donate, right? No, no, we throw stuff away. Um, so yeah, I can <laughs> listen. No, I'll bring it over to your house. Yeah, you can go donate it whenever, whenever you feel uh, it's appropriate. I'll, I'll bring it over to your way. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I am, I am judging, I am judging you hard for that. There's way too much stuff. You Nobody needs my mugs. People... Nobody wants my bugs. I, I don't agree, but you know what? I have my own opinions about that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put up a judging banner. I feel like I need to have a judging banner. You've, you're judging me so hard. My camera's out of focus. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. I need to um, move it to my there... side. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Judging. Judging. Judging hardcore. Um, yeah, no, I, I throw stuff away. Uh, it can go, it could go somewhere else. Yeah. There's plenty of, uh, things that need to go to the landfill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why not? It's not like we're running out of space or anything. I mean, come on. Mm, I do understand <laughs> mugs. Mugs is, mugs is definitely one. I have, I, I, uh, I had to ask people to stop buying things for me. It's like, I really, I love getting a really great gift, but like a good gift for me is a delicious meal. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, take me somewhere I haven't been before. Let's try that that great dessert or that flavor that I've never tried, and and then we'll talk about that meal forever. Um, I don't wear a lot of jewelry. I don't. I, I don't know. So people like, but the, but the gift giving is such a part of our our lives. Consumerism mm -hmm. is such a big yeah. thing, and yeah. so I use I used to get lots of mugs, and I had to do a mug purge. Um, I was able to take my mug collection down to. 15 from like 7,000. I'm pretty sure it was a yeah. lot. It was a lot. You yeah. have to have the space for it. And if you don't have space for it, then we, uh, yeah. So we, we did a full, like we put like all the mug coffee tea supplies in the cupboard right above the coffee in, in uh kettle. So like, we're also reorganizing for practical reasons. Uh, so now everything is in a better place. Um, so it was really nice to do. I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Purging sure. is good. Uh, especially, especially, I know you guys know this already, but um, I have a, someone that I hired to help do personal organization. When we were selling our house years ago, I knew that one of the most important features of selling a house are the pictures that are taken. And we had exterior pictures taken because uh, the spring and the greenery was all looking beautiful and our mm -hmm. yard looked great. So we like took exterior pictures, but we weren't quite ready for the interior ones. And right. So I hired someone to help us kind of figure out how can we hide all of our stuff to where it looks like we've got like this beautiful house, which mm -hmm. we did, but we also had, you know, been living in it for a while. Um, and I ended up keeping her on as somebody who comes to the house uh, at that point, at that time regularly. And she helped me for over a year, like a year and a half, I want to say, mm -hmm. learn how to organize and declutter and like the process of letting things go. And one of my favorite things that she would do is at the end of our sessions, she would take all the stuff and she yeah. would donate it, which is really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. No, we should, we should donate stuff. We always talk about it. The problem is for us, what ends up happening is we just ends up having bags of clutter instead of clutter in our 
you know, cupboards because yeah. nobody gets over to donate anything anywhere. Yeah. And yeah, so. Um, no, I understand. Yeah, we, sh we should do I it. I get it. We I should do it. it for sure. No, um, it's okay. It's okay. Lolly says, Aaron has tea supplies, heart. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That Ian mm -hmm. has changed my life. Um, Ian is our friend from uh, from England. The land of Ing. Um, yeah, he he taught me what an English tea really is and also introduced me to PG Tips, which works really well with just a couple teaspoons of a couple tablespoons of sugar. No teaspoons of sugar. No, 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 teaspoons. no, 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 teaspoons. <gasps> couple teaspoons. No, 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 teaspoons. I, I said it wrong. I said it wrong. And the exact proportion of milk that should go in the tea to give it that nice color. Um, and yeah, my wife and I have a cup of uh, every every day, um, kind of wind down with a cup of tea and yeah. it's, it's really nice. We have all these different teas that we've just had in our cupboards, which we also organized yesterday. We will probably try some of those, but what I've also learned from Ian is like Americans think tea is like this flavor, like you have to flavor it. You have to add it. flavor to it. You like all these, you know, different flavors to it. And so, um, so yeah, that's not, I don't expect to like the other teas and I don't know that you can make them the same way. Like if you're supposed to add milk to the other teas or sugar or, but yeah, no. My favorite part was, uh, when Ian, it, this is not my favorite part. One of my, one of my favorite things that happened was, this is going to sound so nasty. Uh, Ian got sick. That's not, we're, we're, it's the next thing I'm saying. One of my favorite things it's, is when my friend got really, really sick. It's, it's like the next thing that I'm, it's, it's uh, real, it's related to that. And so the idea was that we were going to um, like try to help him get better. And so he said, I think maybe I'll try one of those herbal teas. And so I'm going through all of the herbal teas that we have. And he took one sip and he was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and it had like licorice root and marshmallow root. And uh, like, I don't know, there was all these different things that were in it that we were looking mm -hmm. up uh, that were hopefully going to help him with his cough. And he was not, he was not, no, not happy. He was not okay. Mm -mm. And that's just the tea we're used to is just these really strongly flavored kind of teas. We think of tea as unsweet or sweet and it's cold. It's always iced tea. Like we don't really do hot teas here. It's just not something we're America brought over from. In, in fact, it probably does stem from the separation, right? Like we threw the tea into the, the, you know, the ocean. Like it's, it's probably was one of the main ways we're like, nope, not doing that. English yeah. forebearers. <laughs> um, I want to go let's see. There's been so many comments here. Oh, well, let's go to this one from Polly first. Polly says, as Donald Pleasance once said in The Great Escape, tea without milk is so uncivilized. <laughs> a favorite quote. I never had milk in my tea. I probably had. I didn't had. know that was a thing. I probably you, have. My mom did probably you even has. Know thing? I didn't yeah, even know yeah. that was a thing. I knew, it was a, I knew it was a thing. I just hadn't. I haven't done I it didn't. in my adult life that I remember ever. Uh Jets is giving me crap saying, Danae, I love when my friends are sick because it makes me feel better about myself. That's exactly what I said. Thank you. Uh, but I do want to get to this one from Doc, who writes, I remember seeing this animated bit from a podcast years ago, and one of the hosts was like Danae in a lot of ways, actually. They joked that she would collect so many mugs that everyone did an intervention and had her lose all of her mugs. Then they joked that she replaced the mugs with cats. I took so long to type this. The subject has now changed. <laughs> <laughs> so Very funny. nice, Doc. Very oh nice. Oh, my God. Indeed. What a wonderful way to start the show. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We go live every Monday and Sunday, although we have been traveling. It's been a crazy few months, so we hope to get back into our rhythm of posting. Yeah. Um, we try to keep you updated when we're not able to go live on Twitter. So if you are on Twitter, 
we have a, a Twitter handle at Aaron and Danae. And um, like if I'm ill or my computer decides to not turn on like it has recently, uh, we will post updates there. Although we do try to tell you guys our schedule when we're live. And that's for our podcast listeners too. Thanks guys for hanging out in our podcast feed and being with us. We hope that you can join us for a live show someday. Um, We go live on multiple places and you can find links at Twitter or in the podcast description. Um, you want to shoot a dough? Let's shoot out. All right, let's do it. We're going to uh, do a DNA and you for the morning DNA. That is a D topic, an A topic, and as many U topics as we want to get through. Uh, the U topics are basically any question or conversation you want us to have. So if there's anything like topic, if you want, you're curious yeah. what we think about it, or you have a question you want to ask us. Just put a letter U at the beginning. You can do this anytime during the show. We will save them for the end. Um, but yeah, anything you're curious, our thoughts on, could even just be a subject you want to hear us talk about. Uh, sometimes it's uh, like a self-help a section. Thing? Yeah, yeah sometimes that. people are like, hey, I've got this thing going on. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, any of that is great. We love it all. And that happens in the U questions at the end. But we start with the D topic today. What is your Hi. topic for today? Uh, my topic for today is actually asking you guys for help. So... Um, this morning, Iris, uh, was trying to remember the, the rhyme that Aaron taught her. It was adorable. And I eventually helped her a little bit. She was trying to teach her father, the buzzy, buzzy bee. Um, <laughs> so I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I want your help. I'm going to explain the situation to you. Then I'm going to put this up on the banner. So you guys know what I need help with. Okay. I haven't put okay. it there for a reason. Cause I don't want you distracted. The idea is that you rhyme something random with a body part and this mm-hmm. is why this is going to get fun i think because you guys are <laughs> you guys are wild but uh it, it's interesting for a, a little person like a five-year-old because if you say buzzy buzzy bee buzzing around the shoulder buzzy buzzy bee stings iris in the shoulder it gives mm-hmm. the child a chance to try to figure out what boulder is going to rhyme with and right. it's very I think clever you said shoulder both times but oh, yeah boulder, the first, shoulder sorry. yeah 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 so it'd be Buzzy Buzzy Bee flies around the tree. the tree. You know, Buzzy Buzzy Bee stings Iris in the knee. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So here's the rhyme that we're going. I thought it'd be kind of fun to make a list uh, today because this mm. started off a, a fun conversation. It was it was it was so fun for her that she didn't want to get out of bed, which became a problem, of course, because we've all got to get up and get ready. But mm-hmm. It was really delightful for her to try to figure out rhymes with body parts. So I gave her a suggestion that she could do with Justin, uh, with, uh, you know, she did hose and nose and there's all these ones, but mm-hmm. there's lots of body parts. Now, my child is five, so I will be running this through the filter for my family. <laughs> <laughs> However, this game can be played with adults as well, I'm sure. Um, but in the intention of my question, the adult version chat. of Buzzy Buzzy B. <laughs> <laughs> I just have this feeling like someone's gonna watch this vod later, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. get this random message on Twitch or a DM uh-huh. on Twitter, and be yeah. like, "Okay." And there's just two words that rhyme that are really inappropriate, and be like, "Uh, block and report." We, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I really love this. Lolly uh, says. You guys, you guys are perverts. The word is perverts today. (laughs) (laughs) Jetsma says a body part, you say. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh Really, truly, though, um, this is fun for me because I want I want to see what you guys have to 
have to add. There's lots of things. There's the easy ones, um, but there's also some ones I'm sure I haven't thought of, and you guys can mm-hmm. think about those. Yeah. Um, the fun part for me is this this rhyme that Aaron threw out one day has become something that Iris gets so delighted by. Nice. And one of the things I'm realizing that happens when you have a kid is the phrase, like, to see it through a child's eyes, there is something about the way that her eyes get so big and shiny when she's trying to figure something out or when she's excited or when she's engaged. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I do that in my life anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Like, I, I got I want to figure out how to have this same kind of expression because when I was telling her one of them, I can't remember what it was. I think I said shed and head maybe. Mm-hmm. But when I said shed, her eyes got so big and blue. I mean, they're already blue, but they're so big. I guess the blue isn't surprising because anyway, they're so big and shiny. She couldn't contain her excitement for what was coming next. I'm like, this is just a silly rhyme. It was just a really like a powerful reminder for me that even these little silly things can become like little stories that you can kind of echo through your life. Or yeah, I have this, not been watching the so, chat. So just a just a just a little bit of history as you're kind of thinking of your, your favorite rhymes here. Yeah. Uh this this is something my dad played with me when I was uh, a kid. So I, you know, learned it from my dad. I have no idea if he, you know, got it from his mom or dad or whatever. Um, but I played it with my boys and it's just it's just a hit. And it's not one I've I've seen like it felt like our thing. Like I've I don't think I've ever seen other parents play this game, but they have to. It has to be something that's known because it's so fun for kids. To just like be thinking, oh, where am I going to oh, get yeah. tickled? Where am I about to get tickled? Like it is the it is that whole thing of just like ah, like you know, where can I block? You know oh, that kind of thing. so yeah, because because at the same time you're kind of moving your finger around, and then you're going to go touch it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like this little like this. Yeah, it's little, a tickle game. It's, it's a, a tickle, tickle game. It's a tickle thing. Yeah. Although we don't really tickle, we just poke. Um, <laughs> well, poking is kind of tickling. So. I know we've told this story before, but one of the funniest things about this was one of the things that Iris made up when we were at the table together. Aaron, will you tell the story? <laughs> I love how you tell the story so much. Do you remember it? I I I kind of do. Uh, she was just um, she was she was playing to, the game and she was she trying is. to figure it out. Uh huh. Um, and I she don't... <sighs> do you mean to send it? Do you, okay, I'll I'll tell the story. Okay, you tell okay. the story because I so, don't want to get it wrong. It's been a long time. Okay, I okay. I think I know. So but, we're but sitting you go at ahead. we're sitting at a public restaurant, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. and Iris had been playing this game with multiple people, mostly Aaron, because she loves Aaron so much. And then it was her turn, and she says she turns to me and she goes, "Buzzy, buzzy bee, buzzing round the kitty." <laughs> now, my child is breastfed. She still has conversations about mama's milk. She's still like when uh-huh. she comes around the corner, if I'm like coming out of the shower or something, she compliments that mama's milk is just something she loves, even though she uh-huh. doesn't have it anymore. Like, uh-huh. I know what this child is thinking about, but I'm thinking <laughs> in my mind, I don't remember using the word titty ever. <laughs> However, she's around other people. It's true. So I'm calculating that nonsense. Uh-huh. I'm calculating that we're in public. Where is she about to poke me? I'm calculating that everyone at the table is also putting kitty and titty yes, together. Like also I knows what rhymes with kitty. I don't. I don't know what's about to happen. She starts to buzz down my like body, mm-hmm. and I'm just getting increasingly more like mortified and red. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, here we go. She goes, buzzy, buzzy bee stings mommy in the tummy so she does kitty and tummy 
So I'm immediately relieved, but I lose it laughing. Oh man, we, we laughed. We laughed so oh. hard. I was like, <laughs> but at the same time, would have been great. Same time would have been great. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah. So this game has a lot of history for us, and mm-hmm. so we're having a really good time. Um. Okay. Uh, we've got heart and fart. <laughs> so wait, Thank are you, you stinging in the heart or stinging in the fart? I think you I have think to sting in the in heart, the fa- right? I, well. Buzzing around the fart makes more sense, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, buzzing around the fart and singing in the heart. Yes. Yeah, hmm? I think that would that would happen. Okay, I'm going to write that one down. That one works. Heart fart. Now, my grandmother would be mortified if I taught my daughter fart on purpose because she hates that word, but we're going to do A lot it. of people do. A lot of That is a vulgar word for a lot of people. Um, you pass gas. You pass gas. We say toot. Um, we toot. also say, uh, wow, that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> No name I necessary. This, I love this one um, from Lolly because it's Bin and Shin. Uh-huh. And Bin, oh, hello, means trash can. It does. It's another word for trash can. So that's a fun one because yep. that's uh, more of a, a UK kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you could do um, deck and neck is one that often do. Deck? Mm-hmm. Flew, Buzzy Buzzy Bee flew around the deck. Buzzy yeah, okay. Buzzy Bee stung Iris in the neck. But isn't, yeah, okay, uh-huh, mm-hmm. What? Nope, nope, That's that works, that works great. That works great, I love it. Uh, hose and nose, that's a good one. Uh-huh. We've done that one before, but it needs to be on the list. Because I mentioned tree and knee. It. Tree and knee, okay. Mm-hmm. You mentioned boulder and shoulder. I mentioned shoulder and shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned shoulder and shoulder, that's right. Boulder, shoulder. Uh-huh. Those are fun, that's fun. Um... Thank you, Jets Mets. That will not be, that'll be the, uh, that's not, that's not what we're doing with the child. Um, <laughs> For the podcast audience, uh, the first word was stick and we'll leave the, se- leave the second word uh, up to neck. your imagination. <laughs> yes, it was neck. Of course. Um, uh, wreath and teeth. Wreath and teeth. That's a good one. I want to do something where I go into like my anatomy book and I'm like, pectoralis major. <laughs> <laughs> Glade and shoulder blade. (laughs) Gluteus maximus. (laughs) Uh, Erector spinae. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Buzzy, buzzy bee, buzzy mother hay, buzzy, buzzy bee, bung, stung iris in the erector spinae. That'll be great. (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You could do sack and back. Slow toes. Mm -hmm. Wait, slack back? What? Sack, like sack. Buzzy Buzzy Bee flew around the sack. Mm-hmm. Or you could even reverse that one. If, you really, you really could. Depending on depending on who you're depending playing on with. Who you're playing it with. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jelly Belly. That's a good one. She'll uh, like yes. that one. Yes. I I appreciate you guys um, doing this fun, <laughs> this fun and random one with. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Jets. It's good to see you. <laughs> My goodness, we had quite a few people join in the chat. Hi, guys. Creek and cheek is mentioned. I like it. I like it. Okay. Butte and glute. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a in the, a winner in the clubhouse. Earth, wind, and Firefox. Oh my the god! Butte I love and it. Glute. Butte and glute. I just love butte. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, gin and chin. Iris is allowed to drink gin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, but also, well, gin is a card game, so we can Ooh, always I've just go, go with one. that one. Good one from Captain Rubble. Okay, I'm ready. Umbrella Patella. Yeah! I love this. 
That's the knee, it's, right? Yeah, the patella. patella the well, the patella, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Part of the knee. Yep. Yeah. I want to go to something Moxie said. Moxie says, one of the reasons it feels time goes by faster as we get older is because we don't learn as many new things in a day. It's that natural curiosity and ability to experience and learn a brand new thing firsthand that makes a kid's eyes light up, I think. I mm -hmm. think you're absolutely right about that. 125,000 yeah. percent. Because she's so delighted by something that's just like, like my mind's going through all the different things too, mm -hmm. but hers is like reaching for these for the first time in a way. And she's really trying to expand into her brilliance. Um, I'm, I, I love watching it because they, they just get so big, like anime eyes. I love. Uh, Lolly says, "Buzzy, buzzy bee, buzzing as we feared. Buzzy, buzzy bee stings Aaron in his beard. 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 Toboggan noggin. I like that one too. Ooh, toboggan noggin. Yeah, that's a nice one." Guys, you're the best. Thank you for letting my topic today just be rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> Rhyme a body part. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Very nice. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, Aaron, what's your topic today? So uh, we, because of computer problems and various different things, uh, haven't been able to do the show in a couple weeks. Uh, but in those couple weeks, the morning DNA, which is also Shoe the Dough podcast, celebrated its 10th anniversary in the last oh couple gosh. of weeks. Uh, so we have been doing this together. Danae, for 10, over 10 years now, over a decade of I remember, podcasting together. I remember laughing at you when you said we were going to be doing this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I did. I was In like, fact, I, made, <laughs> I made you say five years. I, you were like, you fine. Okay. I will do five years. And even then I think you were like, yeah, no, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah. Long-term commitment has not been something that I have tried my hand at until I met Aaron Dicer. So like one of the many things that Aaron has taught me is about, you know, like pushing through discomfort mm -hmm. a little more than you thought that you ever would or really have to, but mm -hmm. you could and what's on the other side of it. And what's I had on the other that. side. Yeah. And so Aaron's question about what's the biggest difference in you today from 10 years ago, that's immediately my answer, 110%. Like that's oh, yeah. exactly the kind of person that I was when we met was the kind of person that if a boss said some of the things that our bosses said to us, I'd be like, yeah, goodbye. And I would like leave because I don't mm -hmm. want to be around people like that. Whereas Aaron's like, yes, but if you wait, maybe it gets better. Um, but if also, maybe it gets better, but also, <laughs> Maybe it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> but so. also, even if it doesn't, maybe there's a better opportunity and a better way to evolve rather than just run. You know, like that there's, you know, that there's an interesting way that, mm -hmm. um, you know, situations can adapt. And some situations are just they're worth fighting for. They're just worth committing to and, and worth pursuing. And um, we've had ups and downs with this podcast. Are you kidding me? Oh, like, yeah. The, We've had ups and downs with the way we've seen it, like how we've seen it differently, what it should mm -hmm. be differently. We fought through those things. We've fought through fought through times when neither of this is, <laughs> is is 
you know, excited to do it times when one of us is really excited to do it. And the other one's like, I'm not sure I'm, you know, I want to do it right now. We fought through evolutions of what it looks like from, you know, just being a podcast to being a live stream, all those kind of things. So in all of that res results in a history of growth, right? In a history of depth. For me, that's the biggest thing about longevity is it adds this strength and foundation and depth um, to things. So yeah, I'm just thinking like, how is, how is your last 10 years be? If you look, look back to 2012, summer of 2012, how are you different right now? What do you think the biggest difference right now in the person you are could be any, take that, you know, however you want from 10 years ago. Um, so there you go. Um, well, so yeah, I want to say the, the first thing that I thought of was this. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. Although it's, it's not 10,000 years, but it's, true. it's 10 it's true. years. So look at, you, with the, look at you with the quick clips. That was, that was pretty impressive. Uh. Uh, hey, listen, like, I've been doing like, this stuff for a I'm while. I, know like, I don't I'm even doing. know how you did that so quick. Like, did oh, you download you. it and yeah. then upload it? Yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. Well so done. So one of the things that hasn't changed over the last 10 years is Aaron's super impressed with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Danae oh continues to impress for sure. Uh, let's see. It Don't Connect says, I believe in climate change now. I did not 10 years ago. <laughs> hey, no, right? that's listen. Uh, belief to, to me, it's so exciting to watch people change what they believe. I think that is, it is so interesting because as human beings, we want to fight for what we believe. We want to like ground in and we're so good at rationalizing our own beliefs. We're so good at, at like building a case that will allow us to feel comfortable with what we believe. And man, I get, I get really excited when people are more, not, more uh, truth seekers than belief defenders you know um and so yeah i i think that's a huge one to talk about how we believe differently than we did um 10 years ago i certainly have many of those things uh in my life so yeah, yeah. me too uh and, and it's interesting too because we were talking we're talking about doing 10 years this podcast now we did have to take a break um because our jobs were threatened so we uh, had to stop doing the show for just a brief moment, but um, you can go back and listen to our thoughts that are different potentially from 10 years ago because we've been releasing content on our uh, own platform over the course of this last decade. So yeah, yeah, thoughts change, times change. And Absolutely. Evolution's really important. Uh, Doc says, 10 years, the longest commitment I've ever made is living. <laughs> and I don't even know about that yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Hey, listen, you just live day to time. I loved living day to time. It actually taught me a lot, not having a plan. I meet people who have plans and they're like, in five years, I'm doing this. And in 10 years, I'm doing that. And I would just stare at them like, I don't even know how I'm going to eat today. And I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. Like, let's just have, let's go with the flow. And there's a nice balance as time goes on, at least for me. I hope it happens for you too. Jetsmet says, for me, it's glasses. Danae wore different glasses 10 I years did. ago. I, ha I, I have my other glasses right over for me. Here. I'm like, oh, you you didn't wear glasses before. No, no, no. He's talking about Danae's glasses are different yes. from 10 years ago. Uh -huh. you, um, you, you used to, or no, was it Justin that worked for Lens Crafters? Yeah. So yeah, you've definitely over our 10 years, I've probably seen you in seven different pairs of glasses that became kind of the standard uh, over those times. You I sure remember did. those. Yeah, I remember those. These are my, uh, my, now they're my computer glasses. So we'll oh, just nice. freak everybody out and switch to those right now. Uh, <laughs> Michael says 10 years ago, the 10 year ago, me thought that I'd have life figured out. Present day me understands how to figure it out in spite of not having life figured out. I like that. 
I like what that. What a wonderful perspective. I really enjoy your perspective, Michael. It's good to see you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yep. Um, let's see. Jet says, 10 years ago, I was more bitter and angry than I am today. Um, that's wow. a nice evolution, Jet Smets. Um, angriness, angriness, anger. Uh, anger is, or angerness. <laughs> angeriness. Um, anger is not a terrible thing. Anger is an important part of our life. Uh, there are certainly things we should get angry about. Um, but what happens is when it festers, it becomes bitterness and to understand like this idea of what bitterness is and how to process process through it is a huge part of the evolution, uh, evolution of being a human being. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. good. That's really good I, stuff. I definitely have learned how to let go of some things. I mm. realized something that helped me a lot, which seems like a, like a big duh but it is truly that I can control nothing in this world except for myself. Yeah. And so I started to spend less time mentally in other places trying to figure out how to make other things comfortable for me mm -hmm. or make sense for me and turn them into myself because then if I am working on how I respond or I react or what I'm doing with my time and my life, then it impacts the people around me and that's the fastest way for change for me is just the people that are around me, making sure that there is a safety net um, and security in the people that are closest to me. Yeah. So that's a good yeah. one. Uh, Lolly says, 10 years ago, I was unmarried and living on another continent, working in a completely different industry. It's been quite a 10 years, Lolly. Oh, and quite I didn't have glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quite I a like 10 years for you. This one from Slenda is great because it says, oh, hell, my whole life has changed permanently in just one and a half years doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sure. thing probably being Twitch, if I know Derek well. Um, yes, a lot can change. 10 years is a long time, too. There are certain things like mm -hmm. that, you know, you look back and you're like, I used to do this all the time and now I don't. <laughs> and then there's things that are like exactly feel exactly the same. There's parts of me that feel exactly the same to the kid that was in preschool. And then there's parts of me that is just so different. So yeah. I, figuring out like the core of who you are and then well, riding that wave. Part of this exercise is for me is to go, you know, because I think initially it's just a number, right? And you just go, oh yeah, we've been doing the show 10 years. And then I think about what has changed over 10 years. And I'm like, no, a decade is a long time. A long like, time. We've been doing this together a long time. And so we part have. of the exercise is to kind of be aware of exactly how long 10 years is and, and how much stuff can change. But it's interesting because a year and a half can feel like 10. Uh, we were in a parking lot. We were walking from a restaurant into our car in a parking lot, as you do. And the adjacent parking lot was a building that we wanted to go to next. So I tell Iris, I'm like, we're going to go to the car. We're going to get in the car. We're just going to go super quick, just across the parking lot. We're going to go over there. We get in the car. I start it. And she says, this is taking forever. We're never going to get to the parking lot. And I said, time is relative, child. <laughs> <laughs> She was convinced it had taken way longer. She was angry with me because I told mm -hmm. her it was going to be so fast. And she's like, this is taking so long. And I'm like, my God, mm -hmm. my God, you know, yeah. <laughs> like this is so fast for me. And for her, it genuinely feels like so quickly. But yeah. there's something about the, the telltale stamps of time. Like we can't deny that 10 years has passed. It might feel like 20, one and a half might feel like 10, but there's like these demarcations, certainly hitting a decade of putting out podcast content is a big one yeah congratulations by the way slenda and all of you uh, here's one from captain rebel yeah city boy becomes beach bum with gray beard 
that's like the that's the uh clickbait <laughs> that's the clickbait headline yeah what's the yeah. full story how did this city boy become a beach bum with a gray beard in 10 years time and how does he feel about seagulls stay tuned yeah something like that <laughs> uh let's see uh, scanning through I like this one also from Captain Rebel. Stay on the Captain Rebel train. Uh, much better at forgiving others and myself. Uh, mm -hmm. Embracing forgiveness over the last 10 years. Man, it's a powerful thing. It kind of plays into maybe one of my biggest changes over the last um, 10 years is not so much the forgiveness part of things, but the blame part of things. I'm a, I'm a blame eater. I always have been from the time I was a kid. Like if I'm, I learned very early on that one of the most the easiest ways to find peace and forgiveness and like reconciliation was for me to go my bad i'm so sorry i screwed that up you know i you know i genuinely apologize and what's interesting is i would genuinely apologize for things that probably weren't my fault um in a lot of my relationships just because i loved that feeling um, and over the last 10 years, I've been learning that that has negative consequences. Um, it has negative consequences for the relationships in your life. It has negative consequences for me. And so I've been more willing to really parse the idea of blame, the idea of guilt, the idea of how you own it, how you don't own it, and the idea of how you internalize it. That's probably been the biggest thing um, because it wasn't like I was just lying to get peace. I was internalizing things as my fault that may not have been uh, my fault. And so to learn how not to internalize other people's views of a situation has been a, a really, really big one for me. And it's been really healthy, really helpful for me um, long-term, yeah. so yeah. yeah. I was, I've was i been really proud of, about you with that. That's one of the things that's really interesting too is that you and I, it's not that we've just been working together for over 10 years and podcasting for 10 years, but we've also been friends this whole time. Mm -hmm. And so like watching each other's journey is also fun. And that's something about longevity with, things there are some things that are private like you guys are sharing some things that maybe nobody else has really witnessed they're like internal things that you've mm -hmm. been doing but it's also really interesting to have people in your life if you have um that luxury not everybody has it's true uh, just that time that they can look back and go yeah i remember that person i remember that you went through that struggle um i think we all want to be seen and and known and have somebody witness parts of our life i think that's one of the reasons why we try to align ourselves with uh, others and do life together so that other people get to see your journey also. Um, so if you haven't started on that part yet, um, it's, I think it's a really valuable thing to seek out what I'm not talking about, like getting married. I'm talking about finding people that you can kind of like do life with. Um, mm -hmm. that's really valuable. I got some like gaming friends. Now we're about to hit a, a year anniversary with meeting some, a group of gaming friends. And it's so fun to connect with them and say, gosh, a year ago we were doing this. And that reflection is really, really important to, to do for yourself and, and also to do that with other people. Like I get to say very confidently that I've watched you go through that struggle, um, Aaron, and mm -hmm. it was a it was good, deep work. Yeah. Well, you were, you were one of the first people in my life who was like, um, why are you taking blame for this? This, <laughs> we this would one's literally, on me. <laughs> we would literally be in the studio live on radio or something like we're, we're in there, we're doing our thing. Uh -huh. And I would do something, let's say it was as simple as like, I dropped a pencil on the floor mm -hmm. and Aaron's instinct reaction was sorry about that. And I'm like, I, I dropped that pencil on the floor. Why are you, <laughs> why are you apologizing about something that I did? <laughs> or I would forget something and uh -huh. you'd be like, Hey, I'm sorry about that. Dude, that was on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would do the simple thing of like, Oh, I should have remembered it too. Like I should have, you know, I should have been there to, you know, pick up the slack, you know, just simple things like that, that I don't have to. <laughs> and the problem isn't that maybe that's 
you know, part of that could be true or whatever, but the problem is I internalize it to where it's all mine, you know, and yeah. I own it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, mm hmm. You did send me six emails, so <laughs> I, I think this is actually like really on me. Fair, the, other th fair. the other fun thing about Aaron is that it wasn't just like an instant like, oh, thanks. Yeah, that was on you. Thanks. It was like he would fight for it. He'd like be like, no, 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 <laughs> nope, no, no, no. This was definitely mine. I'm like, what are uh -huh. you doing right now? We'd have yeah. like deep conversations about all the ways it wasn't his fault. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, he'd be like, I'm really sorry that it took so long for that time. <laughs> Uh, Polly says 10 years ago, my back surgery, uh, was my back surgery. And that changed my life. Huge, uh, went from physical jobs to more technical jobs, even got my bachelor's degree in there. Oh. Man, that's a huge life change, Polly. Ooh, uh, well back done surgery. getting through that. Yeah. My God, any kind of physical damage that your body has sustained and you've been able to keep going for 10 years. Yeah. Wow. JCD says, let's see, 10 years. I've earned a bachelor's and master's degree. I have a girlfriend. I made some amazing friends in amazing communities. And I'm guest producer on a podcast per Danae. P.S. Can I get that in writing? <laughs> hey, don't think I haven't seen you tweeting that. I'm ignoring you for a reason, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm being a butt. <laughs> uh, Jet says, also says, now I live in Las Vegas. I'm much happier and have let go a lot of uh, angrier uh, th about things I couldn't control. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it don't connect. I wasn't a feminist 10 years ago. It's nice. incredible. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Pojo says, I totally don't think, um, I'd live outside of the U S 10 years ago, but ended up living overseas. Opened up my mind a lot. Love that. Yeah. Um, Sun says in 10 years. Okay. I got my degree and I was working in an industry. I love that would be my career. Uh, I started three businesses. I had never, ever made anything myself with my own hands. And now I create full time for a living every single day. I've gone from a boy to a man. Oh, my. I am proud of doing what I love every single day. Nice. That's a, that's a big one. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lolly, 10 years ago, I had no idea what Twitch was. <laughs> <laughs> you and a lot of people. You and a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Wait, what is it? Eight what says, is this, Eights? I've been yeah. a guinea pig for a drug for almost nine years. Only person in the world that has been on it uh, for what I'm taking it for for that amount of time. That's Whoa. wild. Are you, like, in a study? I mean, must That's be. A, if you, you have to be in a if study. They're the only You're saying one. guinea pig. Yeah. Gosh, I hope that it's going well. What an incredible thing to be willing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like that I was just reading about this guy who, when he was a, a child, maybe, or he was really, really young, he had to have um, a blood transfusion. And so he's gone every single day or whatever the story was to give blood himself his whole entire life. And it turns out like he has some sort of antigen that's really rare that has um, like helped other people. So he's giving back. And it just, I don't know, for some reason, it's your, your co uh, comment reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, it was for three years and now it is off trial. Wow. So that's incredible. I hope it's, I, I hope it's adding to your life. Obviously it would be, or you wouldn't be on it. Uh, so hi says 10 years ago, I had a really hard time establishing and maintaining healthy boundaries in healthy relationships. I feel like I'm actually really great at that now. Thankfully. Speaking that's of somebody who's part. been in your yeah. life for a long time, this beautiful woman here in the chat. Um, is someone who's known me since I was probably 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So she's seen me through a lot of stages of life and I've seen her through many, many, and she's yeah. amazing. It's good to see you. So he lost you. Yep. <laughs> um, 10 years ago, I was a child, says Moxie. Um, and now I am a val, uh, now I'm a, a valid, a valid, <laughs> a, a child, 
a, a child, child with adult responsibilities. But and I privileges. like valid. Like it's, uh-huh. it's kind of like invalid, but not. <laughs> now I'm a child with adult responsibilities and privileges. Chaos. There's just more chaos. Yes. No, it is. I, the tenure it's exercise is chaos. interesting, but the adult the adult to child exercise is also a really interesting one because I think it probably was about ten to fifteen years ago. I came to the revelation that many people have had before me, and many people have had earlier than me that we're all just the child version of ourselves oh, yeah. pretending to be adults. <laughs> we re- like what I mean. Well, I think it's a fair word. Okay, I think it's okay. a fair word. I think there's parts of life we're always going to pretend because it's new and we're just trying to figure mm-hmm. it out, right? Yeah. Which is that childlike thing. But then as you get older, you genuinely have experiences to pull from and you're genuinely right. you able to give adult. like, yes. I know what yes. I'm talking about 90% sure. <laughs> <laughs> you or know, the other like, way, I, things I thought I knew, I mm-hmm. don't know. You know, like, Like, yeah, I can confidently say I should not eat ice cream now. I know this. I've been (laughs) through it many times. So there's certain things or or advice you give or even professional advice that you're giving. I always leave that caveat that I that there's new information. Someone always knows more than me. Um, But you do gain knowledge that you can then share with other people. So it is you are a child in a lot of ways, but you also just by being on the planet longer. Mm-hmm. have more perspective to share just by being around. So yeah. it's a it's a nice little balance. I, I, I say that because one of the things, and I, I'm not going to say that it's for any particular reason, but um, a lot of my life was spent being dismissed by what I know and what I'm confident in and like the advice that I can give or the perspective or the professionalism that I have or whatever. It's just kind of dismissed at the table for various reasons. And it's just really interesting how as I've gotten older, when someone listens to my advice or listens to what I have to say, they dismiss it and then they find out like my age or my experience and then they listen. It's really interesting. Mm. I, I I want that to stop eventually, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of a natural thing. Like if you say, I've been doing this for 10 years, they'll lean in more because like, oh, tell me more. But if you are kind of in the different phases in the journey or their perception of their different phases of the journey, they'll like dismiss. Probably and dealing not, with inherent saying, gender bias as well. Like that that whole thing. I wasn't going to go into that topic. But, but it's true. But it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. I just yeah. don't want to crutch that. Like that's not a crutch. Uh, but it's definitely, I'm I'm sure, played a lot into mm-hmm. being dismissed over the years. It's not, uh, I hate it so much. <laughs> it's fine. Everything is fine. I've worked really hard at releasing all of the frustrations. <laughs> over the last 10 years, it's all coming back. <laughs> Uh, Castro says, 10 years ago, I thought I would go to college to be an aerospace engineer, switched Whoa. to computer science immediately mm. after the intro class because AE is boring. Boring. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be, um, I was going to be a deep earth miner, uh, in, uh, college, but, uh, th- that whole topic oh, is boring. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We're moving on. Captain Rebel says, Come on, really- it's a good one. <laughs> good one. Dude, as soon as you said miner, I was like, oh dear. <laughs> Uh, Captain Rebel says, I'm really enjoying going from adult to a child. Well done. That's how, that's how it goes. Good job. Good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moxie says, invalid works too. I mean, I do also have diabetes now, so you're not wrong in laughs. Uh, my son <laughs> was diagnosed with type one about, uh, well, I guess that was more, wow. That was more like 15 years ago now. Um, but you know, I'm just thinking of my differences that made me think of my differences in like the parenting I'm doing. Like now he's out on his own. He's married. Like. You know, 10 years ago, I was heavy into helping him understand 
you know, his insulin pump and all that kind of stuff. And my life is so different now yeah. in the regards to parenting. I have one child at home who will graduate next year. Um, so I mean, technically over the summer, I have two because one comes home from college. But um, but yeah, so wild, wild to think of that stuff. Speaking of the children's, here's one from Polly. Getting two of my kids to not just say sorry all the time as a reflex and the other get uh, and to get the other two to say sorry when they're supposed to <laughs> is a hard task. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on that before we kind of uh, move on to the you topics today. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys are always have incredible feedback this oh, i see we're both in the stuff doing the stuff we're clicking the stuff the <laughs> we're time. clicking the stuff we're clicking the stuff well you ready to move on to the you uh you questions you topics uh yeah uh-huh. all right let's do it we can do that so we are going to hear from you now what do you want us to talk about uh you are in charge that's why we call it the you section um so put the letter u at the beginning of whatever topic question um, advice request, <laughs> whatever it might be that you have for us. And we'll get to uh, as many as we can and uh, as many as we want. And anything goes. Ask any question you want. Genuinely, ask anything you want. We don't have to answer it if we think it's whatever. But um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're open to all sorts of discussions. So let's start off with this one from uh, Moxie who asks, do you think there are more eyes or legs in the world? Now, is this for mm. humans or is this like animals, insects? Like, is this like yeah? Because if we include insects, it's obviously alive? eyes, right? Because legs. You know, no, no, no. If we include hundred percent legs. No, 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 no. Because there are millions. Like each fly has like a million eyes. But think like, about centipedes and millipedes. Uh huh. Yeah, that's they thousands sort of like, and hundreds. That's you know. <laughs> you think an eye has a thousand? Uh, or fly? fly? Has a thousand? How many eyes? How many? Let, let me see. They're compound eyes. So I do. Okay. So we need to know. Are we? All of are the we above, count- all, everything goes. Anything. Okay. Living. So are we counting com- compound eyes as one eye or separate eyes? Um, Can I do a poll? I'm gonna create a poll. Uh, do you think there are? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. More eyes or? legs in the world i don't do polls this, this is a this is a great question by the way eyes legs okay uh we're gonna put this up for just a few minutes so flies all right so if you flies, are if you're oh, in my ahead. chat you've got a poll so flies eyes uh you can qualify them as two eyes one on each side but each of those eyes has hundreds up to a thousand individual what we would call eyes like do the job of what what ours do so each fly house fly in the world has 2,000 eyes if we count them as 2,000? Yes. As oh! if, if we count them. <laughs> Stop looking at me, fly. Stop oh staring God. at me, swan. No wonder it knows when I'm coming for it. Yeah. There was no, this fly absolutely. that was that has clearly a struggle bus in. It's probably not alive today. Uh, it was alive yesterday, but it was like mm. one of those flies that probably hasn't found food or water in the house for a long time now. You know, it's. It's on its last leg of many yeah. legs. And still I couldn't catch it. And it was going so slow. It'd like like lop along my leg. And I'm like, get off of me. And so I thought, you know what? I got this one. I'm gonna karate kid this thing without chopsticks. And I couldn't catch it. Now I know I know they have eyes. I didn't realize I had that many eyes. That's there are also many crustaceans terrifying. that have over a thousand eyes. Uh now that I'm looking at this. Um, I don't know. I was really thinking legs because you got millipedes and, and centipedes. Again, it just depends on if you're counting compound eyes. Like, I really think that the, there are so many houseflies in the world. Like, I like, I just, I just, I think it would be eyes if we're counting them as. Castro um, says if we count skeletons, there's way more legs. I 
I feel <laughs> skeletons. like what do you mean? What do you mean if we count skeletons? <laughs> what, what does that even mean? If we count skeletons? I get it. I'm with you. Like I'm with you. Is, All those of aren't it. legs. It's not living anymore. Like, what do you mean? Are... It was once alive. It counts. This a leg, all... no, a leg is, is more than current, just the bones. A leg beings? is more than just the bones. If if look, you can count the All ocular right. cavities right. as eyes is, then. Listen. I'm just I'm just feeling like I'm just thinking about like the whale, you know? A whale has two eyes but one leg. So uh -huh. you're probably right. I think it's probably eye, but I really was thinking legs. There's just so there's so many. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then there's the movie The Hills Have Eyes. Everything uh -huh. has eyes. Are we counting uh, artificial? Monarch, monarch butterflies have twelve thousand eyes. Stop monarch butterflies twelve Pixar didn't happen. Show me pictures. You know an animal Show that has 12,000 legs? I, I think part. not. Okay, 12,000 uh, 12, mm -hmm. uh, eyes. Monarch butterfly. Let's see if I can pull up a picture. Now, for the for the uh, podcast listeners for later, I'm, I'm going to try to describe this for you if I can find a picture. <laughs> Surely there's a photo. Oh, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We got a picture. Um, let's see if I can share this. So I just I think that is the defining question. I'm with you on legs unless we're counting compound eyes as guys. Lots of different eyes. So guys, do you see this? Yeah. That's amazing. It's like almost a full globe of individual eyes. Like there's there's it, it looks like there's a tiny little insect in the middle of the eyes. Like you see like in the bridge of the nose kind of area between the mm. eyes. It looks like there's another insect there with more eyes on it. Do you <laughs> see what I'm talking are. about? Yes. Look, look at this. Look at this thing right here. Look at that. Tell me that this is not another there's, insect. There's another insect growing face out growing out of the middle with of the more butterflies. eyes. Good Lanta. Um, although eight says that still only counts as two. I well, appreciate can this. say that all, all, all they want. I'm just saying that's the question we have to answer. Look at if those tiny. Yeah. Okay, this this looks like somebody took a basketball, control C, control V, way too many times on it. Uh, <laughs> we have a surface tint, like the surface of this thing is just nothing but uh -huh. like those little bitty yeah. bulbs. But it's beautiful looking. Oh my gosh, that's scary. Yeah. And when I mean scary, I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I just sometimes you shouldn't zoom in. You know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes. sometimes you shouldn't zoom in on. Sometimes things. you should not. Okay, the poll is almost over. That means we've spent five minutes now talking about eyes versus legs. What a great question to start off with. Um, and let's see what the results are. Uh -huh. At present, 57% of my chat says eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I again, it, mm -hmm. once you answer that question, and I think I would answer it that compound eyes count as individual eyes. They are, they all act individually. Um, right. I think eyes wins. Like, I don't right, think there's right. any way it doesn't. Um, All right. but yeah. no, 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 no. Listen, this is why you have a friend like Aaron who's analytical. <laughs> if you were my buddy, I'd be like, legs, let's move on. But he's like, let's think about this for longer than a 20 seconds today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next question. That was a really fun question. Um, let's see. Here's a question from Lolly who asks, have you forgiven Ian for Kendall Mint Cake yet? Now, let's give some context <laughs> for this. Oh, uh, Ian man. is our friend from England who came to visit for several months here in the U.S. 
And before departing back home, we went to a candy store and they had an entire section of like UK candies. We didn't know that. So mm -hmm. he was so delighted to be like, oh, this one and this one and this one. We got a whole bunch. And uh, one of them is called the Kendall Mint Cake. He picked this one up because I love mint. Um, and then we went to the airport. We sat down at like a little airport table and tried multiple candies from the uk before he had to fly back home mm -hmm. aaron how was this for you what what did you think it about was this? fine uh, you know like um one thing i've noticed about the the uk candy i've had is it is super sweet like there's um i forget what it was even called but it was like a honeycomb type candy we don't have anything similar to this that i know about but it was basically like a chocolate covered honeycomb and it was so intense like I could barely take it. Um, and that's kind of true with like the toffee stuff we had was a little intense. I didn't mind it though. I thought it was fine. But then when you get to the Kindle mint cake and you're like, I'm I'm eating a piece of soap. Okay. And, and not not because of taste, <laughs> but texture and the I way it crumbles. It. And... I still have it here. It does. Well, that should say something yeah. about how good it is. The fact that you still <laughs> no, no, have no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's go there. I love Kindle mint cake. I, okay. I, I really am enjoying it. It's just, it's something that you eat on for a while because it is made of wax. And I will say this. I mean, it tastes like it's made of wax. I don't know that it really it's is. It's like a waxy sugar uh, with mint flavor. Um, and it's definitely not meant to be like a candy bar. Like you don't just eat it. So um, I have this oddly in my bathroom. Don't judge. And <laughs> that's where it looks like it should go. Justin actually thought that it was soap. <laughs> he literally Listen, if was. I saw he one literally those, thought it was soap. If I saw one of those at the at the bottom of a urinal, I would not think twice. I would not think twice. What do you mean the bottom of a urinal? What do you, you What do you mean? Oh yeah, sorry. You're not familiar with uh, urinal course. cakes. Oh um, yeah, why? What is you? No. Did you say urinal yeah, cake? Urinal cakes. You don't know. You don't. You don't even know about urinal cakes. Okay, so it is a way. That, I, the, the the flavor <laughs> that I just imagined in my mouth is the most disgusting thing. Why I did can, you imagine that? I, That's terrible. You why said did you make your urinal, brain do that? and you said cake. I have no choice. But suddenly, I'm like secreting on the sides of my freaking neck oh god quick quick <laughs> Aaron, you, you don't have to think about tasting everything Aaron, you said out loud finish your thought let's end it, this okay it looks just like the kindle mint uh maybe it's oh. so a lot of them are pink um and they oh, just god. sit at, they just sit at the bottom of a urinal and they're meant to deodorize and you know clean and wash or whatever but yeah they're just urinal cakes yeah that's what they're called Yes, yeah. Can we call them something other than cake? <laughs> Cube, bar, chunk. What let me I'll find anything. out the technical term. Uh what is a urinal cake called? You wait, you urinate on something to dissolve it so that yes. it smells better? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you aim for it. Uh, urinal de urinal deodorizer block. You could go with that. Block is better. <laughs> Just like I want it to be blocking from my memory. Uh, to you go back to the Kendall Mint cake. Oh, uh, sure. Do you want a picture of one inside a urinal or do you want a picture? You know of... what? As long as it's not something disgusting to look at, I don't mind. Okay. I've got a, I've got a picture of uh, one here. Let's see. How, what's the best way to do this? Uh, yeah. Share urinal cake. I mean, I completely understand. So chat's telling us a lot about, you know, urinal life and everything. We have urinals where you can get the cake through the goal. It's a target mm -hmm. in the urinal. You have to pee on mm -hmm. it. It's a rule. Like I, if I had 
a penis and I was able to pee you like go. you guys There's do. A- that is not real. <laughs> that is not real. Aaron Dicer, shame on you. Okay, podcasters, he has just shown a picture of a flushing urinal. And at the forefront of the urinal is a teeny tiny, like maybe the size of a cupcake, uh-huh. birthday cake with a little candle, lit candle on the top. <laughs> Some that is not true. Uh no, no. This is if probably I, the more the more if common I could pee, here. If I could pee like you guys pee, I would I completely understand having like games where you aim and stuff. Like why mm-hmm. wouldn't you do that? That's a right. delight. Why wouldn't you? Why not? Why not? Oh my god. Every man has seen one. I man, there's just things I've never seen cuz I've I don't regularly go uh go in there. Well, here you go. Here's here's the real deal. That's that's what we're used to seeing at the bottom of a urinal. Um, that's a hockey puck. It's yeah, it's a pink hockey puck. Why not puck. call it a pee pee puck? A pee puck. A <laughs> pee puck is right there, guys. Come on. Oh, oh look, look, look. Polly just said you need to see the uh-huh. pee puck. Uh huh. Polly, yeah. we are we are doing this. You there never you use a she pee. No, Captain Rubble. <laughs> Although I have thought about it because I have this odd goal of writing my name in the snow someday, and that's one of the ways. <laughs> that's that's the only way you're going to be. That's one able of the ways it. that I would be able to do it. Um. I mean, I've thought about having to have grip strength and a large tree, a lot of tea, and then just like, you know, acrobatics. I've I've thought about it too much. Let's just be honest. I've thought about like, moving on. <laughs> uh, moving on. Let's go to the next question from Jets Mats. If you had to listen to a song 10,000 times in a row, what song would it be? Definitely something from the Rumors album with Fleetwood Mac. Probably mm. you could go your own way. That's not bad. Because I think... Uh, it that's a that's got a good kind of like drive to it. It kind of has an ups and downs. There's a nice like little instrumental in there. It's it's something that I could put on repeat and probably not lose my mind. Yeah, I think the go ahead. Oddly, I was just I just realized something. So I used to wait tables at this restaurant, this little pizza parlor called McSalty's Pizza in Springfield, Missouri. And the owner of the restaurant would put on Rumors album on repeat all day long. I never knew what album it was because I wasn't familiar with Fleetwood Mac. It would be years later I would realize that it was Fleetwood Mac. And somehow I like knew all the songs like deep in the recesses of my mind. Mm-hmm. And this song would play all the time. So that's probably one of the reasons I'm confident is that in my years of waiting tables, I think I probably have heard this song 10,000 times and I really don't mind it. So that's my answer. Um, I've Man, my brain's doing a lot of things here. Uh, so there's... Immediately, I'm thinking of which is better, longer or shorter? Because if you go with mm. a shorter song, mm-hmm. you're done faster. If you go with a longer song, there's more variety. So you feel like maybe you're not stuck in the same time loop forever. 10,000 is a, a lot of times in a row. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying, I'm, I'm debating, like, you know, I'm sure there's um like how much time is ten thousand? so if the average song is two and a half minutes long like multiply that out that's how long uh you'd so be ten, listening. ten thousand minutes is 166 hours so you know that's okay. not quite 10 days um you know it's it's somewhere in the like week range so for about a week if you found a minute long song you'd be listening for about a week if you found a two minute you know long song you'd be listening for about two weeks um so with that in mind, I think I think I'm gonna just go with the shortest song I can find. I think I'm just gonna go with the shortest <laughs> song I can find. What's because the shortest my, song? 
I, I don't like that's that's the other part of the definition is what do you get to count a song? Can oh, like Iris can Iris just sing me something for a few seconds and then I play that ten thousand times in a row? The like, problem is, is if you ask my child to sing you a song, it will last for ten minutes. Can I sing Iris, myself? Sing can I hum to myself? I like trees and the bush outside is green and I flowers be, and I sing like a if song I, if for I just, you. It's just if I just go, did go, like go. you know like <laughs> I love this song and that was my song, then I'd be done in like four hours. And I'm just I'm just thinking this is going to be torture at some point. So yeah, I'm going with short as possible. Well, it's also not specified how loud it needs to be. It's just listen to a song. I okay. like I just think like put it in the background at like 10, 20% volume and then just okay. go about your yeah, life. For some a few volume days. rules. Yeah, some volume rules would, would be important. If if we can put it at a low volume and control the volume, like and turn it up every once in a while, I'd probably go with Bohemian Rhapsody. Something that like has different sections that I can really enjoy and yeah, turn it up during the parts okay. I like and then turn it down for a while if I if I need to. Um, but yeah. Updated for Aaron, what song could you listen to for 10,000 times? Times? <laughs> um, uh... Isn't that the same question? How is that? How is that a different question? Uh, Lolly asks, let's follow up, Toffee Crisp or Kendallman Cake? Aaron, you said, I think you said Toffee, right? Oh, the Toffee for sure. I, go sure. I didn't like them. Yeah, I didn't like the Kindle Mint. I like the Kindle Mint a ton, but I just have a tiny little bite and then I just go about my day. Here's what it's like. It's like eating gum. It's like a little bit of a flavor booster in your mouth and then you're done. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, you want to try to get through a couple more of these? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Uh, Captain Rebel says almost dinner time. Surf or turf? Surf. For sure. Give me some fish. I, I think fish. I'm going to agree. No, I think I'm going to agree. I love a steak. Like I love a good steak. But I feel like I feel like I like fish better. So and yeah. especially if I can include like lobster or shrimp or like anything from the ocean in the surf part, then definitely because there's more variety than just steak. Because I think turf just means steak, right? Or does it also mean like ham and beef? Like could turf be bacon? I've never heard it, you know, like referenced that way. So mm. um, so the gener generally the way I understand surf and turf, I would go surf. All right, here we go from JCD. What's a soundtrack to a game or a TV show or a movie that still hits for you on all cylinders? Um, example, MVP Baseball 2005 has a soundtrack that still slaps, in my opinion. Man, I love soundtracks. I will um, never get tired of Lord of the Rings. I could ever. listen to that soundtrack so good. 10,000 times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> Uh, secondary you question for tonight. Under some circumstances, my D&D, ooh, this is a D&D &D question. I'm so excited. Uh, my D&D &D campaign that I DM had its first player character death. Oh, no. Let's say there was a horse, one nat 20, several nat ones involved. What's the most absurd way that you've had a PC die in D&D? &D? Well, I haven't had a PC die in D, D. I did do a one shot where I uh, DM'd while Ian was in town. He really wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons and we did not plan it early enough in his stay. So we kind of did it at the very, very end. Um, and I've known from talking to so many friends that D and D one shots are very long. And so uh, because everyone has jobs, et cetera, we split it up into two nights. Um, and the first night was really fun. The second night was gonna be like the big battle. I fully planned on just like slaughtering everyone, you know, and it didn't go that way. Um, so I have yet to kill a, a PC, a player character. Um, and that's frustrating for me because I feel like I'm failing a little bit as a DM. But what I loved is that everyone left having a blast 
and they all want to play more. And that's really important uh, to me. So um, I never had a care. I almost had a character. My character uh, die in a crazy way where one of the other players turned themselves into a giant ape. And then they decided that they were going to m attack us, their their friends, because in their mind, the ape's mind was like a little bit wacky. Like it kind of went crazy for a second. They were just, you know, they're playing the character that they thought that they should play. So he like basically crushed my character and I had to do what's called death saving throws because in Dungeons and Dragons, you don't die when you get to zero hit points. You still have a chance to come back and stabilize after you do some stabilization rolls each turn for three turns. But if you roll a nat one, two of those three death saves are gone. So I rolled a nat one and I only had one chance to stabilize and the entire table was holding their breath. I roll the die and I get a nat 20, which means that I actually pop back up with one hit point. It was absolutely the wildest thing. We were screaming so loud. I was convinced the neighbors were going to call the police or something because we were like, it sounded like murder was happening. We're just like, <laughs> the whole table, every single person that was playing was just freaking out because dice rolls are like that. You, they're unpredictable. And that's the fun of D&D &D, um, is that, yeah, you're telling a story and yeah, you're trying to win against a battle or whatever you're trying to do. But the great chaos, the great equalizer of that game is the uh, chaos of the dice. And nice. that was a lot of fun. Nice. I know that doesn't answer your question, but there's a fun story to share. <laughs> Uh, JCD says, tertiary you question, would you rather fight a monster with a thousand eyes or a monster with a thousand legs? A thousand legs, I feel, because a thousand eyes means that they can see wherever I go. Mm -hmm. But a thousand legs means if I can get to the higher ground somehow, maybe <laughs> I can swing around and take out its eye. So that then it's just a trample situation. Um, a thousand legs could be a hindrance even. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. depending on how the monster is constructed, there's so many other factors mm -hmm. to this monster uh -huh. that the, the same monster and the only difference mm -hmm. is a thousand eyes or a thousand legs. I think yeah. I'd give almost every monster a thousand legs because I think dealing with a thousand legs is annoying. You still have to, like, there's still the kill shot, right? You have to, you see the monster coming, you decide where, what's its weak spot. Um, if you have to take out a thousand legs to kill it, uh, that's a lot, but... Why would the you idea... have to take out every single leg to kill Listen, the monster? I don't know this monster. I don't know this monster. I don't know its stat block. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah, you they're... just remove the head or like yeah. go for the brain shot. Listen, this is again a lot of D&D &D and video game playing here. Um, this monster's terrifying, by the way. But a thousand eyes would see you. So I would definitely. Yeah, a thousand eyes is a distinct uh, strategic advantage. A thousand legs is not necessarily a strategic advantage. The only thing you get with a thousand legs, depending on the rest of the body, by the way, it had to be a, like a segmented body. Uh, to The only advantage you get is a little bit of movement. Uh, like dexterity, movement dexterity, like that's the only thing you would get with a thousand legs, unless I'm missing something. So yeah, I would, I would take the thousand legs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Medina says, whose autobiography would you love to read? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go with Pinjolet hmm. from Penn and Teller. Man, my first instinct is Beyonce. Yeah, but I wanted to kind of like go, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to read about someone that's like like me and is and and just like a normal person, <laughs> like mm -hmm. just like a basic person that that had something extraordinary happen that like when I'm reading I can relate to it a little bit more. But maybe you know that's the thing about autobiographies. I feel is you end up reading something really interesting that makes you realize that you have a lot more in common than you think. 
Um, Beyonce fascinates me for a lot of reasons. I think anyone who just really, really dedicates themselves and works hard and just puts themselves out there. There's a part of her that's really interesting, kind of reminds me of Sia in a way where she talked about like having to go into this like alternate personality to just like push through some of the fear of performing and stuff. And I can relate to that. Although I don't have an alternate personality. I just, I can relate to one or Sia when she covers her eyes, when she sings, I can relate to that. Like when Mm -hmm. I sing, I want to hide and just sing and not be seen, which is one of the reasons I like masked singer so much. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? I didn't know you watched that show. I don't. Oh, you just like the concept. I do. Got it. Got it. Sorry. I (laughs) I got confused there for a second. Nope, that's okay. Yep. Their costumes are amazing, though. Yeah, no. So it's cool. Impressive. Like that Firefly yeah. costume? Oh, that's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10,000 eyes on that Firefly costume? No, wow. Probably not. I, I don't know. Uh, Slab says, you question, is microwave tea considered a soup? No. Yeah, that's that's a no. Because there's nothing, like, edibly floating in it, right? Like, isn't, I guess. It could be considered a broth, but not a yeah, soup. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not a stew. I feel like if you drink soup it's more of a drink i feel like it's how you consume it more than it is the container sure. or whatever yeah so like if you if you if you drink your tea with a spoon then i think yes it's like more of a broth or soup <laughs> you mean eat eat your tea eat, with a spoon you eat your yeah <laughs> but then eating is like chewing right not necessarily okay because wow. you do eat, you you can eat broth wow right <laughs> or do you just drink broth i don't know um i just drink broth well sometimes okay. i sometimes i slurp sometimes i like spoon slurp okay. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. It just depends. Uh, interesting follow-up. Um, is Chicago deep dish pizza a casserole? No. No, it's not. I, like the 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 crust alone makes it a pie. Like it is a pie. Um, and in fact, a lot of people don't know this. Casserole is not a type of food. It is a type of dish. Yeah. So it's technically, a dish. it's technically anything made a in a casserole pan. dish could be so called a casserole but if yeah a chicago deep dish is baked in a casserole dish then it's a casserole pizza yeah it could be but i even i even no, then i is. think if you put crust <laughs> if you put crust around a casserole dish mm-hmm. i think you're just uh, baking a pie wrong like that is if you know you put, like, if you put it around the outside so it's like crust glass interior <laughs> <laughs> right just to troll people then right. you're a troll that's right that's, that's right. how that works wow Hey, Guys, nice questions today. Yeah, thanks for hanging super, out with super us. Super fun. Yeah, had a good um, time. We are going to head off to work uh, to do the rest of our our normal life stuff as we all have to do. But starting off with you guys every Monday, it's one of my favorite things. It's one love of my it, favorite it. ways to start the week um, because I don't know. We have really fun conversations. So thank you for spending time with us. Um, did my tea question get answered? I had to step away for a second. Yes, slab. It was answered. You'll have to just rewind a little bit. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast, Lab. (laughs) There you go. Listen to the podcast, or you can click on my icon on Twitch, and it'll open up the stream, and you can back it up just a little bit. Uh, Jets Mets is correct. The answer is both yes and no. We answered that question. Uh, We go live every Monday and Sunday. You can catch our podcast, Shoe the Dough, all 10 years of it, still available for you to go back and listen to. We haven't archived our old shows, though we've had conversations about doing so mostly because we want to continue to try to be an example of how to just be human and mess stuff up and learn and have that content be something you guys um, might find interesting thoughts of. So for those of you that are going back and listening to all of our old content, um, you're welcome to bring things to the table. Like, yeah, hey, you guys absolutely. talked about this in the past. How do you feel about it now? I love when we get those kinds of conversations. That's some of my favorite chats that you guys will bring up um, or moments like that. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, as I mentioned. 
you've got Aaron. He does a lot of stuff. He does something over on his Twitch channel, which is at Aaron Dicer. And uh, over there, he does movie reviews on the weekends. So if you guys are movie lovers, please go follow him on Twitch and make sure that you're subscribed and getting the notifications. Um, he does a live show with other movie lovers where they review like content that's coming out, things like that on a show called Sift Pop, which mm -hmm. birthed right here on our show. It sure did. Um, anything else that I'm missing, Aaron? I know we're gonna we're gonna raid out to see Not Bush today because he is doing okay. something pretty freaking cool over there, and I wanna I wanna no, go. Just to reiterate how much we love you and how much we appreciate you hanging out and talking about stuff with us. Um, it is indeed a great way to start the week. So um, we will see you on the next Monday or someday. Yeah, we will see you guys on the next Monday, maybe someday. Are we ever <laughs> gonna do a Sunday? Yes, we are. Okay, are we sure? Some someday. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.